This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solano McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. All right, here we are. Hello. Yeah, we're back. We're doing it. To have another conversation about Aikido and related topics. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the related topic episode. <laughs> yes. More related than specifically. You, you know what I would like to ask our viewers? Do listeners. you guys, yeah, our, our listeners, yeah. Well, viewers. someday they might. I mean, I guess, yeah. They're viewing they, us they, with their ears. ears. Yeah. Yeah, they're viewing us with their ears. But anyways, I would like to know, do you guys just uh, have a slang term for Aikido training? Um, and, and what I mean by this is, is I just say karate now. Uh, <laughs> and I've done that for years. I just say karate. And, and karate just means any kind of martial art. Like, and the reason I say that is because it's easier than trying to explain something obscure. And so if I'm talking to strangers and I say karate, then they go, oh, he does some kind but of martial art. Karate, yeah. He does karate, right? Yeah. It's, and, all, it's all karate to me. Right. And it's, all, it's fun because then you can do stuff like karate Christmas. Right, yeah, just karate like Christmas. the day That's that we get to train Christmas. all day. Yeah. When you just train, like, you, you have, yeah, a, haven't had one in a you while. have a seminar or something, it's just, you know, like, all day training, karate Christmas. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, anyways, anyway, so do you yeah. guys, do you guys, do you guys have any kind of slang? Because if you do, write us in. We, I'd That's like to talk good, about yeah. it. And if, if you don't want everyone knowing your business, you can just tell us the slang and we'll leave your name out. Anonymous, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's true. It is interesting, though, that idea of, like, um, of just kind of like lumping everything in together even though it's not your your thing yeah and i mean we might be different than uh other people because i feel like we do a whole lot of different things all Mm -hmm. the time um so it's you know so it's easy enough for us to just go hey it's this is karate yeah we call sword fighting karate we call you know it doesn't matter if it's some kind of martial art it's just karate (laughs) I, karate guys are mad. They're like, yeah. God damn. I picked it up from Chris, and so now I, I'd say, oh, we're do, doing some karate. Yeah, doing you know? some karate shit. And, you know, Chris and Josh know what I'm talking about, but my family who knows that I do martial arts and they know what martial arts I do when I say, oh, we're just doing some karate. <laughs> they're like, they're when like, did you learn karate? What? You have karate now? <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, never mind. Martial arts. And, and then you look at them in earnest and go, mom and dad, not karate. <laughs> right, not karate. <laughs> karate. <laughs> I think that is a that is an important distinction to be made. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not karate. <laughs> anyway, um, so this this is a topic that kind of came out of last our last week, yeah. last week's discussion when we were talking about um, <clears throat> guns and things, and uh, uh, we talked about how uh, sport martial arts aren't necessarily great for self-defense um and so now i think we're gonna go a little more in depth about that kind of spell it out yeah so one of our listeners um was was talking about it and saying like you know he was kind of trying to point out the the good sides of uh you know using martial arts for self-defense and uh, or sport martial arts for yeah. self-defense particularly and um and i i think uh, you know the kind of the feeling is that maybe we kind of are giving it an unfair shake because, you know, on the podcast, we're like, well, you know, yeah, sport martial arts are really not, they're not good for self-defense. You Sometimes know? we are dismissive. Yeah, we are dismissive. But we're going to be, yeah, we're we're gonna be dismissive. Real... We're just going to explain why now. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, I think, too, I think it's kind of like there's a given among the three of us, and maybe there shouldn't be, um, but there's a given that, like, 
in the broader world, we mostly hear positives about sport martial arts mm-hmm. and like martial arts communities and yeah, like they, forums they, are full of the positives. They don't need us hyping them up. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they don't. Like, no, right. but they don't need us to right, be like, right. oh, you guys are so awesome. They're awesome. We all fucking know it. Right. right. Like, and that's the thing that kind of gets me a lot of times is when, you know, talk about this stuff and it's like, um, yes, we know a dude who does MMA, um, you know, if, if things come to blows, he's going to have a, he's going to know what, like, he's going to have an advantage, a leg, like, whatever. And he probably will have a leg up against, like, most people in a, in a physical, like, altercation, because he deals in physical altercations, right? Right. But that doesn't mean that it's an ideal way to go about training if you're really looking for self-defense. Right. You know? Right. It's just that, yeah, I mean, this is how, this is everything that we talk about in this podcast. It's just... It's more complicated than people make it out to be. And right now, sport martial arts are so popular and so, you know, hyped up in general that it's like we kind of only hear the same few uh, catchphrases about them, the same party line, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people want to, you know, speak to those other aspects that are you know, seen as negatives or, or like weaknesses or something. Right, right. And, you know, I mean, if the, if it depends on, you know, what you mean. And, and if you're talking about, you know, like someone who thinks they're going to be an awesome fighter and they've never done anything, um, uh, to a sport martial art is exactly the thing they need to like kind of get some realism in like, well, yeah. it's not going to come off the way you think it's going to come off, you know? It's so funny though, because when people are talking about sport martial arts, it's like they're not actually talking about all sport martial arts. Like, they're not talking about fencing. They're not talking about... That's true. You know... Uh, uh, right. That's why they use the word combat martial arts. You know. Or sport combat. That's sport what they say. Combat. Sorry. Sport combat. It's just, combat sport. Combat sport. It's just interesting that, like, the, 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 you're choo- they're what you're choosing to, to, to latch on to. Um, you know, because I would say that the same thing about, you know, is, is fencing good? Is, you know, learning fencing good for self-defense? No, no, right. you know, I mean, right, it's like... Right, so Now, are there like, aspects of fencing that would make you more capable of defending yourself? Sure. Yes, and I think that's an obvious thing. And it's so it's funny to me that, like, in that situation, it would be obvious to people that, like, yeah, there's good, and but but you wouldn't, whatever. But yeah, then why you, are so many more people clear-eyed about fencing, or the pros some, and cons, uh, right, yeah. right, versus something yeah. like... Or, like, you know, whatever, NC2A wrestling or whatever, right, whatever right. sport martial art that right. you could think of. Right. Yeah. I, I really think that, you know, what, because we live in a really civilized world and, and shit is chill and most of us get to live our lives without a whole lot of terrible violence in it. Um, and so it's like the most violent thing most people can think about is basically where some buff dude threatens you um, and, you know, wants to, you know, give you shit for wearing stupid pants or uh, take your girlfriend or um, make you get off the bar stool or whatever the thing it is that this, this brute of a dude wants to do to you. And so then we think, oh, okay, well, I, then I need to defend myself if this guy's going to push right, me around. Right, right. And so the things I would learn are things that seem like MMA would teach them to me. It's fun. So I think some of this is um, the what we think of uh, what we think of as self defense, you know. Um, and uh, Chris has a spectrum 
that that we look at when we're talking about uh, self-defense. And, you know, on that spectrum, there are threat levels. Um, and so, you know, when we're talking about self-defense, we're talking about a threat level that is different than um, the thing that you're just talking right, about. Right, and right. the thing that you're just talking about, you know, sport martial arts would be great for They're that. great for They're absolutely um, awesome for So, you know, in, in one respect, if you are thinking about self-defense for a a certain threat level, what we call threat level one, or, you know, just, um, then yes, then you're a hundred percent correct. All of the things that you learn in sport martial arts will, will serve you well then. The, but as you go further on, you know, up the threat levels, they serve you less and less that's well. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so that, that's the, that's just what we're pointing out. Right. And if we do it in a way that, you know, is, uh, assholey. Well, right. you know, I apologize for that. It, you know, it comes off that way. I don't necessarily, I don't mean to, because I don't, you know. I think too. I mean, as a part of that disclaimer, like we all enjoy uh, doing sport martial arts, and that was, you know, Chris's entrance into understanding what Aikido was really for. You know, I mean, he had to go to competing and doing, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and stuff like that to understand how Aikido is different from that. And so, you know, and same for Josh and I, training in those things has really provided a lot of context for Aikido and other stuff. And so, you know, we we owe a lot to sport martial right. arts. So and, and to me, you know, if you if you have done the work of like learning a traditional martial art and then having your eyes blasted open by like doing um yeah. sport martial yeah. art, you should again realize that that same realization is there yes. once you open your eyes to self-defense because mm-hmm. it's a different, it's another kingdom, you know? Yeah. Um, and so uh, a thing while we're talking, because we're saying self-defense, like we're all on the same page about it. Like uh, self-defense is a legal term, right? And um, depending on where you're at, the the, the legal definition is going to be slightly different. But, but roughly uh, a self-defense situation is a situation where you believe your life is going to be irrevocably altered um, or the life of someone that you're responsible for is going to be irrevocably altered um, because of the actions that happen in the conflict that's unfolding, right? So meaning someone's going to die, someone's going to be maimed, someone's going to be psychologically or emotionally hurt for the rest of their life if something doesn't happen. And and we call that a self-defense situation. And in a lot of places, self-defense extends to, you know, there was an old lady and I saw this dude going to kill her and I, I stepped in. And, and you are, uh, you know... Um, uh, assuming the ability to defend someone else, kind of championing someone, championing someone else. Um, and so that's what we're talking about when we're talking about self-defense. And so to me, you know, just really colloquially, um, if you can walk away from it and you're not going to die or be maimed or psychologically injured, then that's not a self-defense situation. Yes. Right. And I think that's hard for people to realize because, um, and this is something that I had never really thought about because this is not situations that I was ever in. Like the the kind of physical situations that people find themselves in where they're having to uh, prove themselves or keep themselves from being beat up to show, you know, that they're not someone to be trifled with. Um, I'd never been in situations like that. And uh, what was it, last year or whatever, I was on a, a, a jury for um, a case where a, a guy assaulted a woman and he was pleading self-defense. And we had this long conversation with, a, you know, it was me and a bunch of other regular people talking about, well, what does self-defense mean? And did this guy defend himself or was he assaulting this woman? And um, it was interesting because I'd never thought about self-defense because a lot of people were saying, well, yeah, he was defending himself. He was defending his um, reputation 
in this place. Right. And understand this guy comes from a really bad neighborhood yes. where if he seems like a weak ass bitch, then he's going to be yeah. prey to everyone else. There were drugs involved. You know, I mean, it was like that kind of thing. And of course, that's not something that, that I was really from. So I didn't think about it like that at all. And I, you know, here I am thinking like, oh, I know about self-defense, you know, but like a lot of these people were like, no, like, let's really sit down and think about it. Maybe he, he wasn't physically threatened by this woman at, th- at this moment, but he did feel like um, he had to, there was some part of himself that he was defending. And it may not have been physical, but it may have been his reputation or something right, right. akin to that. Right. And and this is what I think makes it really ambiguous when we start to think about you know bigger issues like this, which are, are very relevant. But it's like, you know, if you live in a bad neighborhood and someone gives you crap and you let everyone in the neighborhood know that you're available to be, you know, made fun of or beaten on or whatever, then that's going to keep happening to you. But if you can stand up for yourself, um, then that won't happen. And so that is self-defense in a way that's like... You're your whole life will suck if they all view you as being weak, and and they and that is something that uh, that uh, sport martial arts will give you in spades, right? In and, that and, and so if that was the limit of your idea of self defense, then then yes, it's self defense. But to me, it that's a very limited, very very limited term because especially as an adult. Generally, you have the ability to get out of those kinds of situations. And not always, you know, like, you know, fortune can can frown upon all of us. But, but you know, you can probably get yourself in a, in a status where self-defense really does just mean if someone's going to kill me or not kill me or maim right. me or not maim me. Right. And I mean, I think um, people too liberally apply that version of self-defense. In terms of, yes. the, I am defending my reputation, which is directly related to my livelihood in this place. And I think that that is true. And I would put that under self-defense when it comes to, you know, people that are stuck in a certain situation and they have no mobility to leave that situation in terms of like, you know, you know, stuck in a very poor neighborhood that they're not able to leave. And the people around there are very violent and dangerous and they have to prove themselves so that they don't, you know, their families don't get hurt, whatever. That I would call self-defense easily. But uh, there are a lot of people that aren't in that situation, and they too readily apply self-defense to, I was defending my seat at a bar somewhere. Most people paying $150 a month to go to an MMA class uh, aren't, aren't from places where they need to worry about that too, tragically. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly that. And so I think it's, you know, that's kind of, and, and I think too the thing is, is that a lot of the people that are, that find themselves interested in uh, martial arts, specifically sport martial arts, are people that have experienced those kinds of situations, you know, where they've been bullied or they've been, um, yeah, harassed by mm-hmm. the same group mm-hmm. of people multiple times and they feel like they have they to stick up for themselves. They were nerdy or they, yeah, something, you know, something. And, and that is, I call that bravado fighting and, and, and you know, in my threat levels, that's a, a threat level one. Um, basically, it just means that we're fighting over my... Um, my ego and my, uh, my, my persona and my, my identity kind of, you know, not, not, not in a really deep sense of my identity, but you know, like, Hey, you can't call me that name. And so I'm going to fight you over if you call me that name, you know, like say that one more time. Don't take my Twinkie, you know, this kind of stuff. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, someone's taking I your Twinkies, know, man, man, maybe. That, that almost goes to that next <laughs> Take my Twinkie. I will defend this Twinkie with my life. Right. So, I mean, there's definitely some ambiguous ground. But. Yeah. Well, so I think, and, and, you know, when I when we talk about, like, sport martial arts not being good at self-defense, um, it's not to say that 
that the uh, that what you will learn in sport martial arts won't be applicable in self defense. It's just that the skill sets aren't the best skill sets to to be using. So if you're looking at your like uh, return on investment. Um, the time and energy you spend in in getting in in learning a martial art um, isn't going to give you the the same kind of rewards as something else might um, if you were actually thinking about se- like actual self defense on a on a grander threat level. Right. 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 So that's all I'm you know, and that was my point about you know the 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 Mike Tyson thing. You know, is that like. Um, he, he's, he's awesome. He may, he may be able to, you know, in, in a situation, do what he needs to do, but, um, that's only limited and, and those skills aren't like directly correlated. So if he actually, I mean, imagine what he could do if he actually had the same self, amount of training self, self-defense skills and yeah. I'm putting that in. right i think the argument from people that you know think that sport martial arts are you know let's say mma for now that that say mma is the best for self-defense stuff um is I that think, something that some people like people actually like the, yeah, I mean, the, you know, the best uh, i mean well, replace mma with krav maga or bjj oh, or <laughs> you know whatever is krav maga a sport thing no, I'm just I'm, I'm. Yeah, she just she's just saying. I understand. Pick your sport martial art you pick, think pick, is the best right. self defense one. I understand. And okay. then well, I think because the, the th- what I, I just wouldn't want, I just don't want to throw people in a thing and be like people are saying this when it's no. like sport I, martial art X. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Sport martial art. The, the the argument. Anyone who makes the argument that yes, sport martial arts are good for self defense, insert the sport right. martial art that you think is good. There you go. Yes. Um, Anybody who says that, I think the point that they're trying to make is that it's the best option that we currently have for overall developing usable skill. And I I see that. I think that that's maybe not I mean, the f- that is, that is an argument. If someone were making that argument, I would I would probably be like, "Well, I mean, I would counter in in that like the thing that I I feel like the thing that we do would be the like whatever but without being an asshole like that and you know full of myself um i could i could see that i could that's an argument that i could kind of get behind i could be like yeah okay yeah but i still don't think it's good for you know but but you know you see what you're saying what they're saying is like that that overall of the options that currently exist right now that what people are doing and the kind of training that they're doing with the systems that they have that is the most live training okay. you're going to get per capita okay, okay so here's you know? the question yeah so because it's like okay so if i have my i'm talking self-defense i could take a karate class uh-huh. or i could go learn some mma uh-huh. what's the one that's going to give me the biggest Right, right, right. I understand that. And then the problem with this argument, and I see the line of thinking you're taking, it's a real problem because it's like you're being very short-sighted in what you think the skill sets needed for self-defense situation are. Because what you're thinking is, if I'm unarmed fighting one-on-one, would I rather know karate or would I rather know MMA, right? And so... Well, but, okay, so... Right. So what you're saying is, if I really thought about... uh, if I really thought about uh, self-defense at all, I wouldn't think either of those was a good That's choice. right. You would yes. not think either of those was so, a good choice. And that's not what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I, I believe this. But what I'm saying is, like, I think for a lot of people, you know, take a person who's, who's like, 
interested, you know, we, I see this all the time on the freaking self-defense Reddit. There's too many questions to, for me to even look at. Um, but it's constantly like, Hey, I just had a bad experience. I got beat up or something. I'm, I want to look into martial arts. What should I choose for self-defense? Right. And you know, people's recommendations are usually around those ones that I already named. But, and I think because it's like, those are the current options that are available well, that are in most places so, that you can find. And yeah. So you here's know what I mean? the question. Like, what is <laughs> like, what even is the better option? You know? Well, so what I'm saying is like, you know, I don't. I think that there could be much better options in the future, or that are, are currently sure. being developed. But I don't think that that right. those are currently widely available to right. people. Right. You know. I, so I'm not trying to be argumentative here. I just I, do, I don't understand this line of thinking, and I, I I could never tell someone something because I I, I to me I would ha- we'd have to have a long talk about what's going on because my first question would be why do you think why are you convinced that you must fight someone one-on-one unarmed what is leading you to believe that that is what will happen you know like and so like i understand the line of thinking but to me that line of thinking is so bizarre that it it, 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 i i couldn't even answer i'm like well but i could see if someone like okay someone gets beat like beat up like someone gets attacked kicked beat up like push the ground there's 10 people they get mugged okay okay um, and they just want to like. To I don't feel good about I don't, themselves. Again? Yes, I think they're okay. They're that's not, fine. I think they're not thinking of like yeah. what skills do I need to stop that thing that happened. They're thinking like how how how, how can do I, build I my how can I feel up? that I am in control of my body? Like yes. how can I feel? Yeah. And and in some ways, like sport martial arts does a really good job of that because it. That is it. It is a completely, you, you know, because there's no weapon, no other tool, the skill is complete control. So, I mean, that could be a thing of it, too, where it's like, yeah, I am making myself as um, as tough or whatever. And I don't like using that word, but so, as, as, you know. Okay, yeah, let me field this question because um, I think there's a lot of good stuff happening here. All right, so now if someone, that situation, someone got pushed down, 10 people attacked them and mugged them. And they came to me as a martial arts instructor of any martial art. Doesn't matter traditional sport, doesn't matter what it is. And they told me the situation and they said, I want to uh, learn the way to handle this situation. I could never in good conscience say, okay, this is going to teach you how to beat up 10 people. So now I understand right. what you're saying. Right. I understand right. that what you're saying. There's a fracture in their self-confidence. I get that. But if they're actually wanting to address the problem that they had and right. they're foreseeing that in the future, I could train them for three years and make them an awesome sport martial artist and they'll still get fucked up in that same situation. Well, so I, I, it's a false confidence to right. do that. Right. So I couldn't in good faith recommend unarmed martial arts. We would have to have a talk about what the limitations of unarmed martial but arts see, are. But see, I think the argument then would be like, well, no, it wouldn't happen again because right. they would be confident enough to like essentially head it off at the pass because no one's going to mess with them because they look and they act tough and they can be like whatever. So that's the argument of what sport martial arts gives you. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. And that, I realize that's not a real... Right. That's and and that's real fine. Thing. That that's totally fine. But, but we have to like as instructors and people who are prescribing what people should do, we need to understand that that won't actually fix 
the problem. And so we need to tell them you've got a fracture in your self-confidence, right? It's like, and so how do we build up self-confidence? And and there's lots of ways to build up self-confidence, like tons. I mean, they could go learn uh, three-day survival classes so they can go fucking live in the woods by themselves. And what I'm saying is this will build a stronger person, right. whether it's that or not. They could play rugby. They could, you know, th- there's lots of things one could do to build up their self-confidence. And of course, uh, sport martial arts is a way to do that. But if they're conflating the idea of building their self-confidence up with the skill set they need to handle 10 people who are attacking them, that's false confidence right. we're giving them. And that's setting them up for, for defeat. And I think this is this is the problem. This is where it becomes uh, a, a thing. It's because um, if you are talking about what you are talking about now, is there a uh, martial arts system that truly teaches self-defense? And I know sort of what your answer might be, but what is the actual in the way that it is looked at and taught currently? No, no, there's not. Uh, uh, self-defense is its own thing. And so, like, look, you could look at a system like Krav Maga and go like, oh, Krav Maga teaches self-defense. It, it really doesn't. It gives you some ideas about self-defense and some things to work with and some techniques that will work good in self-defense. And definitely um, in lots of ways... Um, uh, opens up your eyes to more possibilities that that wouldn't get opened up to an MMA, and then you could debate that against like, oh well, MMA though will give you more hands-on contact with people, and so you'll you'll be more used to it than you would in Krav Maga. You know, you could chase this shit all day, but the problem is it's a it's actually a giant set of skills, and you got to read people like Jeff Cooper and 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 people who like look at dangerous situations to kind of understand what's going on, and it's it's not a study that exists in a system you know like you could study spear there's there's tons of things you could study that like talk about self-defense but you need to to get a foundation in what the problems are and what the solutions to those possible problems will be and then you need to acquire the skill sets inside of those problem sets i I think self-defense if you choose to get into it this way is a lifelong endeavor and I, I don't mean it like um, kind of like the way people are like, you have to train for your whole life to mm. understand this one skill. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it's vast. And there's so many different skill sets and situations that can be um, considered self-defense depending on the different areas that you explore. And you can keep exploring them and it will keep changing for you because your ability level and your um, situation and your circumstance will change as you age. As you go through different stages of life. So maybe for right now you need, you live in a place where, um, people attack people with knives. So then you need to know about that because that's the pressing problem. But maybe you move to a different country that doesn't have that problem anymore. And you have to worry more about people robbing your house and coming inside your house. And so then you think about self-defense as something else completely, you know? So it's like, it's constantly evolving and you're, you're going to be chasing that. I mean, I think if you make it a full endeavor, you'll always be chasing that because you'll always be thinking of new situations and new ways that you could handle them. And you're always always changing, getting older and have different families and all kinds of things going on. And so I don't think it can be quantified to think that you could put it in one system. If you tried to put all that stuff in one system, it would be like an, like a, a, a dictionary, except longer, you know? I mean, it wouldn't be a, like if we're calling a system a book, it would be, you know, a, a dictionary that's always growing, you right, know? Right. Encyclopedias. Encyclopedia, whatever, you know, like the, the internet. 
<laughs> to me, yeah. you need a you need a, a framework to understand anything that that could happen, you know. And and like Josh was talking about the spectrum talks about that, but but that's what's going on. Is you have to understand what are the potential problems that are going to arise, what are the myriad of situate uh, solutions to the problem, and then how do I get training in those areas? Right. And and that training's probably coming from you know do you know six months of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, do you know three or four months of boxing, do go to the range and learn to use a gun, um, get a CCW. You know, all this stuff, it's, it's a stack of things you need to be able to take care of yourself. I think, you know, I think a lot of the problem, at least on my end, uh, with, with you know, sport martial arts and, and claiming the, the self-defense thing um, is, is, that, is that exact thing, which is like, look, self-defense is a giant spectrum. And uh, while self-defense skills may may be useful in a particular point on that spectrum, um, and in fact may be the the best thing or the only thing that you're going to be able to do at that point, right? Like, so you know, if the spectrum goes all the way to someone has you and is you know right. Right. It's a grappling you, situation, you grab, right? Grappling is the only thing you're going to be able to use. So if you don't know it, well, then you're you're kind of screwed. But um, it ignores the full range of the rest of the spectrum. That's right. And there is a huge amount of skills that exist outside of those uh, few things. So, you know, what you're saying is like, you know, these are the these are the best skills to know because these are the best, these are the only things that are going to happen or, or the most common things that are going to happen right. uh, or whatever. And it's like that, I, I'm not convinced that's true. Right. I'm 100% not convinced that's true. And I'm not convinced that that answering them in that way mm-hmm. is the best um, answer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I so, think you're talking about the situation where people cite the, like, you know, 80% or however many percent um, of fights go to the ground. Right. Like, that's a perfect example of, of people like to cite that as, like, well, then you should learn ground stuff because, you know, however many percent of fights go to the ground. But how many – did you gather data on how many fights get headed off before – um, they really even become right, fights right, because right. you should count those as as right, conflict right. situations or how, as well. Or, or how, yeah, how many fights uh, 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 end because uh, one person shoots the other person? Or you know, I mean, right, there's right, there's tons. There's, of... uh, yeah, right. There's so there's a whole you know spectrum. And and if you're if if the only skill that you have to address the problem is I have to punch this guy to make to to end then you'll it, you'll make every situation go to that. Right. So then you're actually forcing your way further down the spectrum because that's that's what you how you know to resolve conflict and i think a lot of that comes from the the thinking of the best and i think this is a shortcut we all try to use all the time which is you know like just give me the best thing right and so people what's the best martial art and when you look at something like brazilian jiu-jitsu well if you are in the worst situation you could be in which is grappling with someone um, then it's the best thing for the worst situation Uh, and that's really still also super limited because that's without weapons and only one person but if you're in the worst possible situation so if you've mastered a system that's all about that the only way you're going to implement the system is to go to the worst possible position to implement your system so so then you start to realize like well i would like to solve it off before i get to there because if there's lots of factors that would mean that guy's going to still beat me even if we do grapple you know i weigh 120 pounds and that guy's a 250 pound monster athlete right and so then you learn another skill set up and another skill set up and you keep going like that until eventually, hopefully, you're de-escalating situations before they get out of hand. And I think the thing is going back to that, like um, how you gather the data and analyze it to understand what is useful, quote unquote, in a fight. 
uh, the problem with that is like we tend to you know because I'm, I'm anticipating people's argument back to what we just said about how no one's looking at how fights were de-escalated you know without ever having physical contact well then people go well that's the whole point we're dealing with stuff where there is physical conflict so we are throwing away all those situations where they never get to physical conflict because it never happened we're only looking at the ones where it does but i think the problem is is like what we don't realize is a lot of situations are physical, but that doesn't mean that we're touching each other, if that makes any sense. So like picture a, um, uh, an abuse situation where, you know, someone's, uh, a woman's trying to leave her abusive spouse, right? Um, you know, we think about situations where they're already, you know, the spouse is beating them and hurting them, right? And that's physical. But what's also physical is chasing after them through the house, throwing things at them. And no, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that this person hit her, but it's still physical by that point. Right. And the skill sets that she's going to use to try and get away from that person have a lot more to do with running, hiding, um, being aware, you know, being insanely aware of when this person's home or not. Like those are the skill sets that that person is using to defend themselves right. from this, this person. And, and those are also physical and those are also self-defense. But if you throw those all away and you look at, well, only, um, you know, this woman used grappling skills to get her, this person off of her, then, then that's, that's all you look at. You right, know what I mean? Right. That's right. So it's like, we have to look at the whole picture. That's right. And that whole picture starts way earlier, yes. way earlier. Yes. And it's a skill set that a lot of like abused kids learn, which is like to sum up a person when they see them and decide if that person's a good person, bad person, angry person, happy person, and then to um, act in a way that doesn't piss that person off. I mean, look at kids who are abused by their parents all the time. They develop this awesome skill set that's like this energetic thing of like looking into you and realizing what kind of person you are. And that's amazing skill set, but we would never include that because if they ever grappled on the with their dad who beats the shit out of them they would lose every right. fucking time right well it's interesting like as you're saying this and i think this is probably a, a, a part of the the whole thing is like you know what we're saying then is like there's a lot of this stuff that the the that their skill sets that that there's no setup for us to even be able to learn them yeah you know there's no where do i go to learn that right. like where, who teaches me that? Who teaches me any of these sort of skills? So if I'm looking for, you know, I want to know self-defense, right? And I come to you and I'm saying, he blah, 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 blah. Like, what are you going to tell me? Like, like well, right. sir, go read people for, you and know, like go hang out at the public library or something, you know? Like, I mean, so I think that that's another issue where it's like what you were saying. It's like, well, these are the things that are available. And so if... If my choices are, you know, uh, wrestling, boxing, blah, 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 I might as well just throw a hat and choose which one seems the most fun to me, you know? Right. And I mean, I think that's how, where we are, why we are where we are, which is that like, because it hasn't existed before, we just go, oh, well, it doesn't exist. So just do one of these. And then everybody has that the cycle continues, right. so to speak. Right. Well, and the problem is, I mean, those, you know, like, so the, the thing about reading people, I mean, that's a really fine skill that, I mean, I, I, could, I could point you in some directions to go to get that kind of training. But like, you know, get a CCW. Right. I mean, like I would put that on the like, you know, if there's 10 guys pushing you down and beating you nearly to death, get a CCW to me goes way before learn to box. Right. right. I mean, learn to box is I just don't even know how freaking far down the line because it's like you need solutions to the actual problem you're facing. Now, if you've got a fracture in your self-confidence, right, I mean, you're not very self-confident. There's tons of ways to build that self-confidence up. Right. And honestly, learn to shoot a gun's one of them because man, you take someone who's been 
disempowered and you teach them to shoot a weapon and they understand what a weapon does, they go, oh man, that's it's very that's empowering. very empowering, yeah. you know? Yeah. And and that equaled our size real quick, like a lot quicker than going to the gym would do or anything else, you know? Um, any of this stuff, you know, go endure some hard things, go challenge nature. There's lots of ways to get yourself back in like an okay mindset. And like, I mean, when we're talking about this, we're talking about like PTSD stuff. I mean, this is what they do with soldiers who have been broken down. It's like, how do we get you back to normal? And maybe of course of that is sport martial arts, but like you shouldn't think that the skill set you're getting is actually going to solve your problem because that skill set won't solve right. your problem. And I think that's to me the, 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 my biggest takeaway from all this is like, look at the skill set that you are, are getting, um, and how applicable it is to the full range of situations. And if you're honest about it, you will see that it's very limited. In the same way that I'm on, I I am honest enough with myself to go like the the skill sets that I have learned from Aikido or anything else that I study um, is really limited. And there will be situations that like I am unprepared for. And I think that's completely fine. And I would never like go, you know, oh, my martial artist taught me like everything I need to know about self defense. Um, no, no system can. Do you that. know, it's impossible. Let's go into because I think maybe for a lot of people listening, they're like, yeah, but you guys keep saying why is the skill set that you get in you know a, a striking art or wrestling or grappling art like why aren't those skill sets good? Like, why aren't they good for self-defense? Because, like, sounds good to me, right? Like, being able to, you know, throw someone or kick them or, you know, well, because they're, make them pass out. They're, the, the, I think the easiest way to look at it is, you know, that, that spectrum again and realizing that all of those skill sets are on the very, the, the far end of the spectrum where things are the most dangerous. Yeah. Um, and so, and dangerous and, and difficult. And so the... That is when the, the, your physical uh, conditioning is going to be most important. That's when your you know mental stamina, all those things are going to be most important. Um, so it's not necessarily that they're they're not that they're not useful or they're not ideal. They're just not I, they're at the wrong end of the spectrum to be for, to be focusing the complete amount of your attention. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it you know makes more sense to me anyway to focus on the the beginning part, the beginning part where the easier part, unless yeah. you just want to um, to do hard shit, right? And and that's perfect for bravado fighting, right? If you want to prove to you everyone know. in the neighborhood that you're a tough guy, then that is the stuff you need. But but don't don't confuse that with self defense. They're 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 two different things, you know. Um, uh, to me, the the problem with sport martial arts is they're they're recommending the wrong tactics right off the bat, yeah. right? So, for example, if you're going to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu to, jiu to someone, you have to get them on the ground. That's the first part, right? So, like, that's Donaher's thing is, like, you know, the number one part in Brazilian jiu-jitsu is get them to the ground because that's where you can dominate them. In a situation with multiple attackers, the last thing you want to do is get them to the ground. Now, I know when I say something like that, people go, well, fucking duh, of course I wouldn't right. in that situation. But it's like, well, that's a self-defense situation and a likely one. And so... You're, you, what you've been trained to do is the wrong tactic in that giant set of situations, right? 
if um, you are being attacked by someone who is way outclassed you in size and physicality. And look, it's really hard for a lot of males to hear this because it's like, hey, bro, there's a lot of people bigger than you out there. Even if you're 200 pounds, there are some ex-cons who will make you their little baby, right? Because there's some big people out there. And the last thing you want to do with a really big dude who has some kind of athleticism is get in and grab him and try and take but, but him down. Chris... Brazilian jiu-jitsu makes it so that small people can meet bigger people. Yeah, there's limits to everything, man. So so <laughs> you're right. It skews it skews the odds a bit, but um it's just that. It's odds skewing. And, and this is this is going back to my point where it's like so you're talking about, you know, the tactics um and you know when people go duh, I think that people don't realize that um not getting overtaken in a multiple attacker situation is a skill set. Right, of course it um, is. And I think that's that's the issue that like there's a lot of like people don't can't uh comprehend anything on the other side of the spectrum. They 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 start the spectrum at he's trying to hit me. Right. right. Like and in distance to do so. Right, right. Um and I think that if you're looking at it that way, okay, then I suppose you know the skills that you're going to get in sport martial arts are better than other things but um it's com- it's limiting right. and it's ju- and it's dangerous and it's it's not efficient and it's right you and, know you know so when you're looking at self defense what's the first kind of skill set you should train the very first skill set you should train is situational awareness and that's even pre-situational awareness as well, right? So not just I'm in a situation, how do I solve the situation? What do the possible situations I could be in look like and how could I prepare to be in those situations and am I trained to handle that situation once it arises? And so when you're looking at self-defense and you're talking about self-defense, the first thing and the primary skill you're talking about is situational awareness. And so like that's not boxing or wrestling or anything else. Those martial arts teach nothing about situational awareness because their purpose is to know the situation, which is I'm going to be in a ring right, with another right. guy approximately my size. Know the situation and, and get into it. Right, exactly right. Yeah. And and like I said, there's nothing wrong if that's what you want to do. But if you want to preserve yourself in the best way possible, situational awareness is your first skill set you train. And, you know, people go, oh, okay, so be aware of my surroundings. No, no, there's a ton to that. Understand surroundings in crowded places, in empty places, in urban situations, in suburban situations, in houses, in the dark, in the light on a mountaintop while driving yes exactly right so there's a ton of things to consider and if you just started studying situational awareness it could take you several years to just get a cursory knowledge of the kinds of situations you're going to be in and the kinds of options you have in those situations i'm amazed at how often i tell people like basic stuff and they're blown away by thinking on that line you know like like when you go into a crowded place a uh, uh, Pick out the exits right away. Figure out how you're going to get out of the ex- the crowded place as soon as you go into the crowded place or ideally even if you can before you go into the crowded place because that's a life-saving skill. And when you say that, people are like, oh, that's self-defense? Like, that's rudimentary self-defense. Yes, yes. Um, you know how you guys feel, like, or, or probably most people who know anything about martial arts, feel about the self-defense advice, um, kick them in the nuts. Kick them in the nuts. Uh, right? Yes. Yeah, kick right? them in the nuts. I love it. It's a great Gouge one. their eyes and kick them in the nuts. Right. Kick them in, right. Yeah, so gouge their eyes. We all kind of roll our eyes at this advice because we're all aware that it's not as simple as that. And that you can't rely on someone, you know, falling over and grabbing their nuts and going, oh my God, <laughs> to, to, to protect you. I kind of feel a little bit similarly about going self-defense advice being learn how to strike, learn how to wrestle. Like I, my, my reaction's not quite so bad, like, ugh, but similar because 
especially for people who are of small stature or, you know, are thin or small um, or a child or Children elderly, or, elderly or, yeah. or, yeah, or disabled or whatever, that, that, that it's uh, like kind of ridiculous, uh, unrealistic advice to give those people. And I'm not saying that those people aren't capable of working hard and becoming amazing um, martial artists that can, you know, hit hard and grapple amazingly. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is for, you know, the average person, the average child, let's say, or the average elderly person or the average um, woman of very small stature, we'll say, like, it's not realistic advice to give them to say, you're going to grapple your way out of this situation. You're going to strike your way out of this situation. They need a set of skills, a realistic set of skills for, for them. And I feel like for too long, the world of martial arts has been dominated by, um, you know, physically able men mm-hmm. and, and the, the approaches that work for them. And, and I think that that's also a generalization. They're, these are all generalizations because, you know, not all men. Um, but, but it's, we've got to expand past that because I think a lot of the times people only think from their own perspective of like, well, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu works really well for me and I can, you know, sweep a, a dude who's a hundred pounds heavier than me and it works for me. And, you know, I could apply it in a self-defense situation. Um, well, first I would question, is that actually true? Have you used it in a self-defense situation? What about all these other kinds of self-defense situations? But also... Has it worked in an alleyway when there's a car barreling down? But also, has... how does it work for someone who's who's a child? Right. Right? Or who's right. way smaller That's than you? That's what I always... You know? I, I think it's really funny when they have these, like, you know, kind of self-defense things and they're teaching kids to kick and punch. Um and it, it it's just funny to me because it's like that to me doesn't seem like a skill that you need to worry about teaching a kid. Because, hey, I mean, it works for when they're kicking and punching other kids. Um, I think I sure. think it works fairly well for that. But and if so, if you want them to kick and punch other if, kids if in competition or in life, um, there it is. If you're really wanting kids, like from a self defense perspective, that's way low oh, yeah. on the thing that yes. I would give. A, a child so if if i wouldn't give it to a child you know like Here, here's here's a good that, touchstone for you actually so you know whatever skill set you're teaching that self-defense ask yourself could a child use that skill set to defeat an athletic large adult yeah now if you you know so i mean i think anyone being realistic you know you could take your eight-year-old karate black belt and it's like what would happen if any athletic adult wanted to get that kid, would their karate save them? And everyone would go, no, well, of course not, you know? Or their boxing or their Brazilian jiu-jitsu or their whatever, insert whatever martial art. And so, but a skill sets like situational awareness will indeed right. help a child. So if you can in- drill the ideas of situational awareness into a kid, they can use that skill set. Now, will that solve every problem? No. And then we've got another skill set that we fall t- down to after that, which is relationship. And then we have another skill set, right, which is intent. So like, you know, this understanding all these skill sets and how they stack is important. And like, of course, if we're at the end, then a child can't defeat an adult. But if you're teaching anyone self-defense, you should start with the skill sets that would right. help a child defeat a huge adult. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that yeah, I think that's where I stand on it. It's like, not that um, sport martial arts skills aren't good, like good, quote unquote, for, for self-defense. Um, I just think that there's a, there are better. And, and I think this, what we just talked about proves it. Like, if a child can do it, then a, it's a, grown, a grown adult can definitely right. do it. So it's a good, you know. And 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 if you have to be of a certain stature, uh, physically 
in order to uh, do this skill set uh, and have it work appropriately, that is uh, a fundamental flaw in the thing, right? Like that there's a, a certain like point that you have to reach to be able to do it. Um, that's a flaw in it because it means that if you're not to that level, you can't, Right, would, right, won't be right, able to do it right and that level will fluctuate you know right and, and, so, and understand there is always a point where everything will fail so there is no way around this truth but what you can do is prepare yourself at the front end of this right. so much that hopefully it won't fall down i think too maybe for people listening they're going like okay yeah situational awareness but like um if you can run then you can also fight like y- y- physically like and also vice versa if you can't fight then you probably also can't run and i don't think that that's true yeah. well situational awareness doesn't require you to run or fight like right exactly right but i mean setting that aside for a second oh, yeah, you know yeah. bumping down to um to okay you're already in a situation uh, and action. you know you're in you're in action an right. action phase and you have to you know potentially move to somewhere safer um you know how is that how, how much safer is that than getting into a physical alter- altercation and i would say much safer hugely yeah you know so much safer that we we build these giant structures that we all live in with locks on them. And those structures protect us from all kinds of shit that's outside the house that we yes. don't want. Like, and I think the other thing, too, is people think that, like, um, you have to be able to, like, run a mile or run lots of miles to escape a bad situation. And while I do think in some in some situations, like, maybe you have to run for a real long time. And so, of course, it's better to be in good shape. Yes. But also, in a lot of situations, the door's not that far away. Or a car is not that far away, or um, a, a you know a public place is not that far away. You know, so safety is not too far away, and having the mindset to I need to get moved to safety is a lot more realistic than I need to you know grapple with this person and you know grappling maybe too much for someone who's you know a, got a hurt back or something. Right, you right, know what right. I mean? Like I mean. That, you know, so so look, there's there's a myriad of things, and the one I'm going to recommend right now is definitely not on the top of the list either. But if you're thinking that sport martial arts is a viable way of self defense, and we we look at the like, well, could an eight year old sport martial artist or let's say ten year old sport martial artist um, uh, successfully beat an athletic adult much larger than them? And I think everyone's going to go, no, of course they couldn't. But an eight-year-old who's trained to use a firearm correctly can, in fact, defeat uh, right. a, a large adult. There's a video going around right now of this kid whose dad taught him how to shoot, and some burglar came in, and the dad, kid pulled out a gun and said, you need to leave my house or I'm going to shoot you, and the guy didn't believe him, and the kid shot him, right? So, like, weapons are so much more useful than grappling or boxing is right. that it's like if you want to get down to that far a level – Start weapons before that, right? But if you're smart, you're going to learn the action level and the intent level and the relationship level and the uh, situation awareness, proximity level, right? You're going to learn all those things because they're better skill sets for self-defense. I think the weapon stuff too, of course, scares people off because they don't like the implications of well, what ha- what happens after when I take someone's life or I permanently Well, first of all, someone. you live. You right. First of all, you live. I mean, and so if that's your number one objective is me live. Right. But I think a lot of people don't ever get into a life-threatening situation right. in right. their regular day-to-day life. So it's more realistic for them to think of um, non-life-threatening stuff to handle life-threatening situation right. than a life-threatening right. thing to have, ha- handle a life-threatening situation because we're never there. We never think about that stuff. And so it sounds ridiculous to kill someone. I would never kill someone. I can't picture killing someone because I'm I'm, I'm never thinking about that. You know, that's never in my head. But if I, I am in a life-threatening situation, then I should be, that's where my brain should be in terms of 
what I need to do to, to survive. That's right. If To me, like, you know, and, and I say this a lot, like, if you don't need a gun to solve the problem, well, then it's not a problem that that's serious. Walk the fuck away from right. it, right? And, it, and if you do need a gun, then it's not a problem you want to try and solve with boxing or wrestling so or something. So where, where did this all come from? Like, where did this come from that, like, people, ha- like, got this weird thing about martial arts and what it's for? Movies. I don't know. Movies. You know? Like, I mean, because, like, yeah. even thinking about it now, it just, it's weird to me to, 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 you know, to think that the stuff that you're doing has any context outside of the stuff that you're doing you know what i'm saying right so like if i'm wrestling and boxing and it's a sport like it's a sport it's like i play baseball right and and the skills that i learn in baseball i mean i don't know maybe they transfer over that like i can throw something really far if i need to but i would never go like well i'm learning life skills in baseball so it's weird to me that you know, people are think are like like to assign this context to it that doesn't doesn't really exist and probably shouldn't exist. I think uh, sports, ha- sport martial arts have always existed in some form in society, um, but alongside that has always existed the fairly close threat of self defense, bad situations, and war or other kinds of you know serious life threatening stuff, and those have always been a lot closer to our minds you know, alongside sport. So it's like, yes, we do this fun thing. We have, you know, the Olympics or whatever. And and then, but then we also have war that's like right outside our front doors. And, you know, we have people getting mugged more often. You know what I mean? Like in, it's, oh, those two have always been a lot closer to each other. And, and so we, we realize the difference because we, we understand we see more of the life-threatening stuff. But I think now when we're in a time where, War is a distant thing. That's a thing that people go overseas to do, you know? And we don't have that many, like, you know, violent, life-threatening situations. Like, most of us probably don't know someone that's had something like that happen to them. And if we do, it's one person. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just not as close to our minds anymore. And so mm-hmm. we don't have the real example, the, like, the, the real life-threatening example. Like, to hold it up. To hold it up against. And so yeah. now all we see is sport. And also then we have media, which tells us this is what the Avengers do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? This is what, you know, Lara Croft John does. Wick. You know, whatever. And so now that's replacing Lara our... Lara Croft. Our, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, do we watch... The Avengers and Lara Croft. I don't know. I was thinking of uh, that one we watched and she's doing ground grappling. Was it Was it Tomb Raider? I think, yeah. Probably, oh, yeah. They did some ground grappling. There was Raider. ground grappling in Tomb Raider. Yeah. Um, I think they're that's pretty sure they threw funny. away it's a weapon. It's positive that it's self-defense good. Right. They threw away a weapon uh, so that they could ground grapple. Of course. Um, but anyway. So Chuck Norris does Chuck too. Norris does, man, so, so what I'm saying is media has replaced right. our close example of what what real life threatening right, stuff right, is right, right, and so now we go right. huh looks just like sport that must be right, what's right. what that's for and you know if we look at it like it's so sensationalized and awesome because it's so unrealistic like you know like the idea that like some guy you know like a ninja or something could fight like seven armed soldiers like that's preposterous you know but that's why it's a good movie because right. it's like oh cool but understand that that's a movie like that's that's not happening in real life ever you know yeah it just but seems, i mean it just seems to me that like uh if you're doing one of these sport martial arts and you're you're a tough guy and you know whatever that uh you could as easily just not say that you have any self-defense skills you yeah. know, like you could, I mean, whether or not you think you do or not, like, who cares? Like, 
you know, yeah. because you're, you're not, you're not doing it for self-defense. And if you are doing it to, for self-defense, this is the, this is where it comes in to the thing of like, well, then you, you're a little bit deluded, but if you're not, and you're doing it for the sport or for fun or whatever, cool. Then you don't have to say you're doing it for self-defense, you know? I mean, right. But I mean, I think, I think the thing you brought up earlier in the podcast is a lot of the thing that happens. Someone lost their self-confidence somewhere right, right. and then they regained it through doing sport martial arts. And so now they're under the illusion that if anyone ever messed with them, they'd take right. out six guys, right, you know? Right, right. And I really think we shouldn't downplay that, that self-confidence thing. Like, I think that that's a really... No, it's awesome. I'm not downplaying... No, I, I, mean, I don't think we are. I would just... want people to listen to this... To know that, like, I'm not downplaying any sport martial art dudes, like, at all. No, they're you awesome know? in their, in their um, area. Tough as fuck. Yeah. yeah. They're tough as fuck. Yeah. I don't want to get punched in the face. Like, even for, for fun. Like, you know, for, like, sparring. Like, I don't want to get punched in the face. You know? So. Right. Like. Yes. It's, I mean, you know, it, that shouldn't be discounted. Yeah. But there's just a lot of other things going on there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're all just like yeah. It, it, I mean, it's, it, it, to me, it's ridiculous to talk about, and I understand how if you're you've been focused down to a really small thing where you think that every situation is going to be a wrestling match or a boxing match, then of course that's the skill set you need. But when you pull back and actually look at the whole field, you're like, no, that's not all the situations I'm going to be in. And then pull back even further and go, and there are other people to account for who are not me. And so even if you are a physical specimen, like there's a lot of people you need to account for that aren't physical specimens and are never going to be able to deal with someone right. of great physical physicality so it's like how can we not make that physical is what we want to do um if we if it is physical how can i use the right tools to equalize that physical mm -hmm. advantage if there was a you know if i could wave a magic wand mm. um you know how people ask like uh if you could travel back in history to somewhere where would you go and mm -hmm. what would you well, you know what historical event would you watch this is kind of a more weird thing to say but like if i had a magic wand i would love to just have someone present me with the data throughout time of ways that people have escaped physical conflict or have have uh, survived physical conflict and what the percentages look like how many of them actually got on the ground how and many fought. fights went to the ground right how many fights were were fist fights mostly how many fights were never fights and they were somebody running away the fuck away from somebody and then hiding or, um, or they didn't go to that place that day. Right. Or, or, go, or grabbing something that was next to, next to them and smashing somebody on the head and then running away. Or they or, told you know what the I mean? guy, hey, meet me over on this island. And then right. they didn't get on the island and they let them Man, I tell away. you, you know, this was eye-opening for me. And I brought it up several times in this podcast because it really blew my mind. Read some Civil War accounts of people who survived some bad yeah. shit in the Civil War. And like, man, they were hiding in mud and in people's houses and under beds. And they had all kinds of creative ways to not die. Right, right. And, and that guy wrote a story, you see. Right. So it worked, right? Right, right. right. Yes. <laughs> Proven that that method worked, you know? I just, I think also too, and I'm not trying to be all like, you know, conspiracy theorists about it or anything, but like I do think that, you know, the people that have written history thus far have been largely men. And I think that they're, sorry. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> like I, you know. I don't not agree. So those Don't are the people not. that are writing that the narratives agree, yeah. about what bravery and what survival and what violence and what war looks like. And I bet that there are a lot of a lot of women, a lot of children, a lot of, you know, non-adult white men like 
have had experiences with those things whose stories aren't written and whose survival and whose you know experiences with violence look very different oh, yeah. but oh, equally yeah. you know equally self-defense yeah. equally survival mm -hmm. and so i think it's like the, the narrative has been kind of skewed by the people that that write that history well and so we see it as like oh a brave act he fought them off you know it's like yeah, but what about that? A, a bunch of women who escaped abusive households probably didn't look the same, but they oh, yeah. still survived. That's exactly and right. And it was just as brave. Well, yeah. and, you know, in the United States, at least, the, this this idea plays into the the American ideal of what a manhood yes. and that idea of like, um, you know, it's you you ulti it is the rugged individualist, right? Yes. Right. So like yes. it is me. I have to be able right. and so I think that's all part of it too, which is like I don't need a weapon. Right. Because a weapon is something that, like that's cowardly that's or coward yeah. yeah. And so I think it definitely, you know, plays into that whole like it fits yes. perfectly with like the 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 history of the American man or it's whatever. A, this I have myth. a very particular skill set. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly that shit, yeah. you know, like, yeah. The, and we love that movie, the movie about a guy who, you know, screws up a, a mafia unit or something, yeah. you know. But, but like, it's, you know, it's really your life. So don't don't base it on the movies. Yeah. yeah. And be, you know, just if you're doing sport martial arts, awesome. Yeah, it's great. I love them. Right on They're you. fun. It, we do them. Yep. They're fun. Not saying they aren't. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're we at an at? hour. And, Whoa, uh, we went too, too yeah. low. I got loud. So. Yeah, yeah, super loud. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I. Maya's my like, gonna be the uh, the clip Nazis later. Know, She's yeah. gonna be like, like that it's was clipping. clipping. Why was that clipping? I'm just I, trying to be more aware of it. It's because okay? I got That's I was good. a little close I to the mic that. and I got very excited. Yeah, you got to pull your head. back. Well, I it, if I had time, it, it caught me unaware. It's <laughs> too excited, too close. All right, let's go ahead and thank our patrons. Uh oh, unaware. We're not going to be able to thank our patrons. We will. We'll thank our patrons. Let me oh. tell you about our patrons, whom I love, because... <laughs> whom I love. They... I love them. Yeah, whom. Um, they really really do are able to let us do this. Um, we say that every week, and but it's an actual thing that is the, the truth, which is like they give us money so that we can have equipment and other things to... And then also the fact that people continue listening, uh, because otherwise we wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, we would be doing it, you just wouldn't record it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Thank you so much to the Dirt Wasp podcast. Yeah. Chris, protector of ducks, co-mouth. That's right. That's Jeremy, right. Nick Bullman, Brad V, Yero Madrona. El Terrible. Ooh. Oh, I love it. El Terrible. Wait, maybe it's El Terrible. Oh, el, I don't know. El, el shit, terrible. sorry. I love uh, it. I don't know. It's I el, can't. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um, terrible. Ter yeah. Uh, Brooke Ferragamo, Ben Bear Wrestler Aldrich, Tommy Siv, Francis Cordon, Scott Burns, Dave Dewberry, Sension Center, Barrett Lippy, Sam Sulian, Michael Heed, Ocon Ayrton, Marcin Chiss, Randy Stewart, Thomas Polino, Hillary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, Franz Martinson, Yuli Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Aceto, Matt Mumford, Jim Gallant, Matt Riley, Jim Sullivan, Grant Templin, and Lenny Acuna. Man, awesome. I feel like I need a like a I need a a name. Like, like a, a like a nickname? Yeah. Josh something something T. I'll think about Snow it. Snow Wolf. Josh something. something <laughs> Josh. Tea. Assistant well, instructor. Snow Wolf. I, love, yeah. I like Snow Wolf. That's hot. I don't know. Something like uh, like leopard yeah. heart. Yeah. yeah. Or some yeah. dumb shit like Protector that. Protector of ducks. Yeah. I like, I like that. Protector of that's hot. I El like that. Terrible is a good one. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Tip of the week. 
This is a hard one because you know we talked a long time. It was a weird, a weird thing. I don't know. I would say uh, balance out your shit. So what I mean by that is, if you are a traditional martial artist, then I encourage you to go do some sport martial arts. And if you are a sport martial artist primarily, or um, somebody that invests heavily in that world, um, I would suggest uh, go outside your comfort zone to um, think more about what self-defense is and how else you can work on that. And that may not look like, you know, martial arts class. It may be, you know, uh, hitting a, a tree with a stick, you know, to, to feel mm. what that feels like to use a weapon or mm. whatever it is. Yeah. You know, go outside your your comfort zone um, in order to kind of push yourself to understand what do these different parts of martial arts look like. And Yeah, I, I think I, I just want to hit this. Like, it really is as big a jump if you've gone from traditional martial arts to sport martial arts and been like, wow, there's so much here. It is that big a jump at least to go from sport martial arts to self-defense. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's a great place to leave it. All right. Yeah, and then oh, and then from sport, uh, 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 from uh, self defense uh. to enlightenment. Yeah, I give a shit about that. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the, what's it that's called? the next one. There's uh, just those two. It's like sport martial arts, self defense, enlightenment. Well, you know what's that called? The the warrior poet, uh, where yeah. it's like you move oh, yeah. the poet, through. What's poet, the yeah. what's the four fighter, soldier, soldier warrior, poet. poet. Yeah. yeah, so that's you get to the you poet get stage. To be the poet. Yeah, and you just. What if I'm just the poet? Just right off. You're a fucking you nerd. Don't need, you don't Do need I, got, I don't got to go back and get no, any of the other you're shit? okay with everything. You, Boom. You, you write a poem about how they beat you up. <laughs> All right. That's it. <laughs> Let's talk to you guys next week.